I think this whole thing is iconic. I know that it will now go down in like the Bravo history books. I think this is a bigger deal than Scandaval, quite frankly, because it's something that came so far out of left field. Like she's just like us. She's just like me. We're gossiping about it. We're doing it. And she infiltrates her way in. Now, people will say, and I guess it it does seem, and I kind of do believe this a little bit as well. Is it that coincidental or did production new? Because it feels like it's an easy thing for them to do. This is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Welcome. We Let's just say that this is season two of the podcast, not welcome back. Welcome back in a sense that it has been a while. I have been on hiatus. I just really needed to take some time off for my own mental health and some other things that are going on in my life and in my businesses. Let's just look at this as season two, shall we? Welcome back. I was not quite prepared to come back so quickly. I knew I wanted to in the new year, but I was going to wait probably until about the end of January. But Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has me just dead dead. I think we are all trying to pick our jaws up off of the floor with everything that's happening with Salt Lake City right now. And I could not let it pass without having a podcast on it. So we are here in the new year. It is 2024. We just finished the finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That is all I'm going to be talking about in this episode because I want to keep it short and sweet. But we are also in the midst of Beverly Hills, Potomac, Miami, uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni. That I we just got, I think, the last episode on as well. There's a lot going on. We have so much happening in Bravo Land. But from Tuesday this week to waking up on Thursday morning, I thought there was no better 24 hours in Bravo that I could have thought about. Like the franchises that we're getting right now are in top tier. Minus Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills kind of has me like feeling very produced. Let's just say that. We have a lot going on in all franchises. Things are going, we'll catch up on all those things. This episode, I only want to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and then we'll get back to normal, regularly scheduled things that are happening and try to wrap up full recaps of all franchises coming next week. So if you have not watched The season finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I can't even give you a disclaimer. Just say, put this on pause, go watch and come back because if you haven't watched it by now, it is Friday. I am sorry. That is on you. And what even have you been doing? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's talk about the entire season as a whole before we talk about the finale episode. I thought this was possibly the best season that Salt Lake City has had yet, period. Been four seasons now. I was really worried about this entire season, how it was going to go, because if you go back in my old episodes, I did not like last season. I had wanted nothing to do with it. I really felt 
like it just, it could have been canceled. It could have been put on pause. We have a resurrection this season. And in my opinion, that is all thanks to Monica Garcia. Before the finale even came out this week, I made a video and I said, I don't care what it is. And at that time, I will say I had already heard rumors that what was revealed at the at the finale was had already come out. Like I had already heard rumors around the Bravo land and I I knew I didn't know exactly how it was going to work out, but I knew. I knew what the big reveal was going to be and it was rumored to be. So for me, shock value was not really all that wild because I already kind of had this inclination of what was to come. However, I did a video before the finale and I said, I, unless this woman was actively involved in Jen Shaw's scheme or she has unalived someone, something of that grandeur, something major of that nature, I, I stand by Monica and I stand by the statement that I said this woman single-handedly carried this season on her back. I stand by that statement now, even knowing everything that we know, because there is nothing not one piece of drama that took place in this entire season that somehow did not have Monica Garcia intertwined in it. Even the side stories, like the Whitney and Lisa argument, like that was a good one-handed argument, but it still, there was nothing there. And then Whitney was trying with Heather. Like there's so many things that Monica just carried the whole season. And I stand by that. I believe in that. You cannot sway my opinion because it resurrected the season. There was so much drama, so many things happening. And now we find out of all of the rumors and things that have been going on throughout this whole time, finding out, did Monica steal Lisa Barlow's ring? Did Monica have multiple different accounts overdue at Beauty Lab? All of these things that have been talked about. We have... Monica Garcia outed as one of the people that ran a Finsta called Reality Von Tees. Now, I had never heard of Reality Von Tees, honestly, before any of this. When I looked it up while I was, actually before I watched the episode, there were only like 5,000 followers on this account. So it wasn't by any means a large snark troll account. It was nothing that was super major. To me, it almost felt like it was really small scale and maybe staying really local, just kind of staying in that Salt Lake City circle. But Heather claims that she had some feelings that things about Monica weren't adding up. So she started doing some digging and then her hairstylist, Tanisha, comes out and says, I have to tell you something. Yes, Monica's been doing this and she's on this account and she's made friends with you guys. And then Heather goes on to say that she's got receipts and screenshots and timelines and blah, 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 blah. And the women are just out of their minds. Of course, they had all already known because Heather did what I can only describe as the second coming of Jesus disciple dinner where she had everybody come around and told all the women on the beach in this dramatic fashion. And then they all sat around tables like the Bermuda Triangle. And it was five on one, five on one of the one person of color, the Latina girl 
in their group. I'm feeling like there's a pattern here with Salt Lake City, but I digress. Monica comes out and says, yes, that's partly true. I wasn't entire, it wasn't just me. There were multiple people running it. Tanisha was one, kind of gets into it, talks about how she didn't mean for anything to be said about these women. It was a way for them to take down Jen Shaw because Monica had already said in the past that she knew what Jen had been doing. She said, I think even on episode one, that Jen had invited her to be part of her scheme. She said no, and that's when she went to a a, um, secret service friend of hers, and that's how this all kind of started. So this account was meant to take down Jen Shaw. But allegedly, I didn't see any of this because, again, I had never heard of this prior to this night, and they could have deleted a bunch of posts, obviously, by the time this aired. I never saw anything that had any bit of information to do with the other women that was not involving Jen Shaw. They are so royally pissed at Monica because here she's running this Finsta account, which I think I looked it up and I want to say it was November of 2020 when it started, which would have been right around the time that Salt Lake City had aired for the first time, like the first season had aired. Isn't it wild? We're in 2024 and it feels like everything since 2019 and 2020 just feels like it doesn't even exist. Like it's not real, but somehow we've had four seasons of Salt Lake City since then. But I'm not seeing anything on this account that has anything to do with the other women. They are claiming that she is a bully, that they have been bullied by this account and they've been and their families have been put into danger. All of these things, again, obviously, since this was aired, they could have gone in there and taken posts out. So by the time we actually see it, it doesn't look like anything that other than what Monica is saying, which is to corroborate her story that it was simply to take Jen Shaw down. But the women are just, they can't, Monica's like trying to talk and they they cannot let her even have a breath. There's nothing. It is a just screaming, screaming attack on and on and on. And finally, she's just like, okay, I'm going to go. But before she leaves the table, Heather goes into this grand speech of all of this time that they had to cover for Jen and she was her ride or die and they lied for her. Ultimately, Heather ends up revealing that Jen Shaw gave her a black eye. Shocked. I know. Shocked. I I am not shocked at all. That was sarcasm. I know you can't see my face. So I am not shocked at all. We all knew that. Like we had this, we knew as viewers that she had been lying this entire time. I keep thinking about it and I'm like, I don't, we we keep saying, oh, Jen Shaw punched her. Jen punched her. Jen did this. Jen whatever. I don't think it's even going to be that juicy. I feel like at this reunion, we're going to find out that they were, remember, they were stupidly drunk and like cartwheeling and wrestling and doing all these different things. I feel like there was an accidental oops and that was it. And maybe Jen Shaw wasn't supposed to be drinking. I don't know. Like there are probably terms of her probation at the time or, you know, whatever she was on that she wasn't allowed to do certain things. I think it's going to be something so stupid that you you lied about it for so long because you knew that would prove that would somehow get Jen in trouble while she was awaiting trial. That's the only thing about it. But it's like she stuck to this lie for so long that she couldn't give it up. I have no, I, I don't give her any credibility. I, I have, there's nothing that Heather Gay can say that is going to make me be like, oh my gosh, I feel so badly for you because she's just as shady as the rest of them. And I have this theory. I have a couple theories. 
My number one theory though, is the women are so pissed at Monica for doing all this, which let me, before I even say all of this, I think this whole thing is iconic. I know that it will now go down in like the Bravo history books. I think this is a bigger deal than Scandaval, quite frankly, because it's something that came so far out of left field. Like she's just like us. She's just like me. We're gossiping about it. We're doing it. And she infiltrates her way in. Now, people will say, and I guess it it does seem, and I kind of do believe this a little bit as well, is it that coincidental or did production new? Because it feels like it's an easy thing for them to do. They find out that she's running this account. What better way than to create drama, to create those numbers? Like we're coming off of a huge scandal and huge ratings and Bravo wants to keep it up, right? They want to do whatever they can. And obviously they started filming before all of this had happened. And But they want that. This is what they want. They want to continue to make Bravo like step up the ladder time and time again. And you can only go so far when it comes to reality TV. But here's my theory. I believe that all of the women of Salt Lake City have more to hide than any other group, franchise, women, and across the board of any franchise whatsoever. I feel like they they just don't seem genuine to me. They don't seem like anything is actually really happening that is happening. I feel like they all kind of have a lot of skeletons. I feel like they all have done some shady things. I feel like they all have a lot of things to hide. And I don't feel like their lifestyles are what they actually portray on the show. That is just my opinion. But this is why I think the women are so angry because there's so much that they have. They watch Jen Shaw get pulled into an entire mess. What they don't need is somebody who gets tea, gets DMs, gets rumors, gets these things sent to them that they don't already know that they can, they know that they can be outed for. I think that's why they're so pissed and they're just, they need to make this a whole production. Speaking of whole production, I believe that Heather has known about this for a very long time. I believe that Heather has known about this since the very beginning. I believe that Heather has known about this from Jen Shaw since 2021. Things came out on the internet on Thursday that showed that, I believe it was 2021, Jen Shaw actually sent a cease and desist to these people for reality Vontees. Now you cannot tell me that if she was going and sending cease and desist out about this account coming for her, that she would not have told Heather. That somehow Heather in this quiet, you know, her ride or die did not know about it. I think Heather has known since the very fucking beginning. And then we just drug it out this whole time. And it was like, she just kept pulling and trying to make nice and kept pulling until this big dramatic finale. Why? So production, here we go. Let's start connecting the lines. So production can keep up those ratings. And now we're going to, we had a heavy, heavy hitting finale. Now we're going to have how many viewers on the reunion live, what's going to happen in their numbers. Do you see how all of these things start to connect? My other theory is another one that people on the internet do not like. Either you love it and you completely agree with me or I'm like hell has frozen over and I'm Satan. I don't know. I believe that Angie K has been much more involved in this 
reality Von T's account than just the interactions and the comments and the likes that they posted during the show because they are sitting there. First of all, Heather doesn't have Angie come to that little seance, okay? And we can, I can agree that she brought down the core group. I get that, okay? The ones that have been there since day one, I hear that and I see that. But if we think back to what I just said about Heather, and if she already knows about all this and she knows more than she's letting on, and Jen has already told her, what are the chances, okay, stay with me, that she also knows that Angie K is involved as well. So she doesn't invite Angie K to the seance on the beach. But when you watch Heather confront Monica about it at the table, there's a look on Angie K's face that's not shock. Because she wasn't there, so unless somebody told her before the dinner, after they had their little seance, who knows. But if she doesn't know that this is about to come up, she should have shock. She should be shocked and afraid. But it's just this really, she was shaking in her boots with fear, in my opinion. There was no shock value to her face. She knew what was coming. She knew what was going to happen. And she was scared. I think she was scared. Monica then goes on to say, Angie, let's talk about your involvement. And that's when they show the likes and the comments and the laughing. And Angie mentions that. And it's like, I think there's more though. Now, whether that means that she was actively participating in posting or she was one of the people that was sending DMs, I could see that being a real, real possibility that she was actively providing them information if she's not one of them that's also involved in this group. Now, I I hope that this comes up at the reunion because I think it's a very important detail and important piece of the whole puzzle because I've been saying this entire season that Angie Kay is snaky. She's got things to hide. She's really weird, and she's probably like the worst part. And I really disliked Heather, but she's the worst for me. And I just don't understand how people can even care for her. So I feel like I need to be vindicated in this. <laughs> I need some validation to go with my theory and just kind of vindicate the fact that I was not wrong about her. We just have so many things that are happening around this whole situation. Again, I, I don't hate it. I would love to have Monica come back because even though Heather has said, I will never, I will never film with her. Heather can go because she brings nothing to the table anyway. And if she thought that that, you know, speech and that seance and the end of the dinner speech and all of that was going to be the thing that brings and rallies everyone back around her after this black eye bullshit. I think she's sadly mistaken. Honestly, I feel like she could go if it has to be Monica or Heather then put your money where your mouth is and walk away. I do think that all of the other woman, women would come back around to her. I think Whitney would probably be like the very first one to come and start sucking up to her in my true, honest opinion. I don't think Lisa Barlow would ever lose the show because Lisa Barlow only cares about seeing herself on television and her ego. Meredith will probably come back, but do it in such a cold like way. I mean, she held that grudge against Lisa about the hot mic moment for an entire season. I would love to have Monica back. She literally carried this show. And I I just don't see how they can move on about all of this without her other than just, and I know people said that about Jen Shaw, but it was like, Jen Shaw did illegal shit. She stole from the elderly. This is not even a comparison. And thinking again of Jen, Jen introduced Angie K and Monica to this group. They both 
were like in deep with her. Monica apparently worked with her and Angie was friends with her. She was probably on her payroll too. How about we, what if we find out that Angie K is, you know, was paid out by some of this? That's all alleged. I'm not making accusations. Just let me live for a minute. I just feel like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City housewives have so much, each and every one of them, to hide that they are shaking in their boots because Monica is a loose cannon. Monica is something that they did not expect. But I don't think that Angie K is clean, and I don't think that Heather is clean in this either. I honestly think that Lisa Barlow is just living in her own little Delulu land in Lisa Barlow land, and she probably had no idea, even though she apparently has a cybersecurity team. I feel like I need to go back, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll go back and binge the entire season before the finale or before the reunion comes out next Tuesday. So just so you know, the reunion will be a three-part reunion and it will also be aired uncensored. All Housewife reunions moving forward will be uncensored on Peacock as well. I think I'm going to go back and binge the whole season because now I feel like I need to go back and try to piece things together, like where the rumors started. Obviously, they all stemmed from Monica, right? I mean, we... (laughs) The only thing that I have to take back from anything that I said is that I truly believed, I don't know, maybe I still do believe it. I truly believed that Monica was, I'm sorry, that Meredith was saying things about Angie K being in the Greek mafia. And I feel, and I know there was something that she said, I think maybe it was online in a tweet or something like I was really being calm and quiet about all these accusations because she had allegedly already heard about this stuff. So none of them went into this entire Bermuda trip, by the way, without having some inclination as to what was going on with Monica and what Heather was allegedly digging into. And when I say allegedly digging into, there's now stories coming out again that Heather had known for much longer. And like I said, if there was a cease and desist by her ride or die bestie back in 2021, she obviously, in my opinion, knew that this was happening in 2021. But I feel like now I want to go back and I want to start from episode one, watch the entire thing through before the reunion begins. And just so that like we can see how this all plays out on the reunion, because I feel like there are going to be so many more things that I could pick up on and pay attention to now knowing like hindsight is 2020, right? Overall, 2024 has not been for the week. Okay. We have all of this happening on on Salt Lake City. On Beverly Hills, we have Denise and Erica going at it, which kind of seemed like it maybe ended a little bit. But finally, Garcelle is out here calling out Dorit for her privilege. And the way that she speaks, this is a topic I I don't want to speak on it. I feel like for a, a person of color would be better to speak on this. This is why I really haven't talked about it. But I'm so proud of Garcelle for standing up to Dorit and really having that important conversation with her and being very open and honest. And Dorit needs to just shut the fuck up. Like, just, girl, stop talking Listen with your ears and your whole ass chest for a hot minute. I don't think that she's ever going to move away from that, though. Miami is hotter than ever. This week's episode had me literally laughing with tears at this Mamacita luncheon. I didn't know which way to look. Adriana, girl, is shady. I love her, but she is shady and messy because she knew exactly what she was doing, bringing Anna there. Alexia and Marisol are disgusting absolutely just gross humans. I don't 
at, want them on my television anymore. And that's been consistent for a couple of years. And Lisa and Larsa. Larsa is an, an completely irrelevant to me in every way because she will not apologize to Gertie. Lisa, I don't think is doing herself any favors. Not that I am team Lenny by any means, but I don't think she's doing herself any favors with the way that she is acting. I think she should have gone on television, put up a front, been this strong, capable woman, and really didn't show this spoiled brat crying bullshit that she's showing because it's, it's over, it's obsessive, it's ridiculous. I cannot handle it anymore though. I don't think I'm alone in saying that. I think she's just giving herself, not that anybody's going to go team Lenny, but I just think she's giving herself a really bad edit. And I don't think there's any way to positively edit it when she could have used this platform to really be like a stand up human being and in charge and really show what she has to, how she's going to grow from this. And she's not there. And it doesn't look good. And of course, I am recording this, as you guys know, on Thursday. So literally right now, while I'm recording this, the Southern Charm season finale is on. I am excited to go and watch that. I have really enjoyed this season. I am over Taylor. I'm surprisingly really loving Madison this season. I love the friendship that she and Paige have. I like how we're kind of maybe setting up for like a little couples group and whatever with the four of them. I think Southern Charm has kind of solidified themselves maybe for another season as well. But I think that's all we have this week. Oh, Potomac. Potomac wasn't on this week. So We'll talk about that next in next week's episode. We have a lot we can catch up on, but I wanted to keep this episode really short and simple, and there was no Potomac this week. So we'll talk about that next week. Let me know what you guys think of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You can go to my socials. You can DM me on Instagram. I just want you to know that all of my videos are generally on TikTok. That's where you're going to find all of my daily episode recaps, the conversations that we're having online. Those are on my TikTok. Instagram has been a real big dick lately. <laughs> and for some reason, every time I tried to upload videos to that account on Instagram, they just stayed in like this upload purgatory and they never really upload. And then I have to delete the whole app and then I lose all my drafts on my personal or my business accounts. And I can't do that. So I haven't been posting videos on Instagram itself. I do have threads for Oops, I Gossiped Again, where I usually do live threading, not tweeting, live threading during the shows. You can follow me there, but you can always send me DMs on Instagram. I am always, those are always open. You can get to me there and have conversations about the shows. I am so glad to be back here with, on the podcast. I promise I am in a better headspace. I am ready to rock and roll. I have missed doing this. It was a nice little break and I'm looking forward to what we have to come in 2024. Maybe next week we will just simply have a bonus episode that is Real Housewives Salt Lake City reunion period. Probably for the best. Anyway, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning back in with me on the podcast and I hope you have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.